0: Hey, everybody, it's Matt Bunchman here with Practice Freedom Academy. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. Hey, I just wanted to come up with a few thoughts today on what I want to call, and when I talk to my team, I like to call this solve for happy. Okay. In other words, solve for happy patients. Okay. So, what I mean by this is every time a patient wants to, do something in your office that's a little against your protocol, try to figure out a way to say yes, okay? Try to figure out a way that whatever this interaction is that you're having with a patient, it, it it's they're going to come away from it thinking that they tried their best to make this experience good, which brings into that word, patient experience. Now, <clears throat> when I talk about solve for happy, patient experience is only part of that, Uh, It's a significant part, but it's not the only part. And when we get into patient experience, a lot of times people really focus on the new patient experience. What I'm talking about, that that is super important, absolutely fundamentally important, and we get into that a lot in Practice Freedom Academy. However, you still need to have a fantastic experience for your normal patients, the one you've been seeing for years. Um, the ones that you think won't go anywhere else well they pass a lot of dental offices to come see you so the, the there was a book wrote uh, written by uh Joe Pine and uh Jim Gilmore called the experience economy and I take it t- took a deep dive into this book years and years ago with a mastermind uh, of Dennis but um I really resonated with this book um, there's a a few different uh, a few different stories about that, but I mean, in that book, they'll talk a lot about you know, for lack of better words, you you don't sell sell the steak, you sell the sizzle, right? Um, they th- these patients have no idea what it is that if if your dentistry is any good or not. You could put open margins in there; they have no clue. Um, they know if it hurts or not, and they're expecting a certain amount of discomfort. Um, but other than that, they have no clue they really don't know if it's worth worth anything for at least 10 years if it's still there in 10 years and they're taking care of it it's probably good right but they have no idea about that the next year or two or three anybody can put something in there that's that's not worth that 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 gets them by for that amount of time right but what they do know is how they feel when they're in your office what they do know is did these people that I interacted with in that office, was it the best experience I could have? And if anything went slightly wrong, did they do their best to make me happy? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? So, when it comes to this patient experience, it's so important how they leave and how they feel when they walk out of your office is so important. It has ramifications in all the rest of of your office, right? What about marketing? what about reviews? What about the need for marketing? whether these patients return or not uh what about filling holes in your schedule? Well, I didn't have a good they were twenty minutes late before when I was there last time, so why would I even bother keeping this appointment so now you've got more rescheduling issues and hassles um I would have that I would have that um attitude if I were going someplace. Right, so I don't blame them for having that attitude about my office, and overarching over the entire thing is case acceptance, right? So, if if they're having a great experience in your office, everything's going well. Everybody's knows them by name. They're not sitting and waiting. They're not left alone. Uh, Everything is super clear to them. Everything is out. uh, They they know everything ahead of time. They're getting the right amount of technology, but not too much technology when it comes to um, filling out whatever forms they need to do. And those forms themselves are not too long. And I can just update the one from last time. All that stuff. If all this stuff is, is, uh, I, I like to think that it's a prerequisite for them saying yes. Right? You may or may not get them to say yes. But you're never going to get them to say yes if you don't have all that stuff right. Does that make sense? So what is it that will make them leave your office thinking that was the best experience I could have and they go and tell their patient, or their other, other potential patients or their friends or the people they interact with in the community how great of an experience it was at your office. Or I know people like to say that that, oh, my patients are going to leave and say, oh my gosh, my dentist is the best. Even if they don't say that, even if they don't, when somebody complains about their dentist running behind or somebody complains about anything about their dentist, right? Then they're sitting at their kid's soccer game and at the very least, even if they don't just run around with with pom-poms saying how great your office is, at the very least, they'll say, you know who you should go see? you should go see this office cuz they're great, you know. I've never had to wait like that and boy, you know, sometimes I had to get shots and stuff, but you know, they did their best to make it work and and um and uh it worked as well as it could. I didn't go there for a picnic, but it worked as well as it could. That's what you really if you could get that, if I would settle for that. They don't have to go around, you know, screaming from the the tallest mountain about how great I am, but when if somebody if somebody in their social circle talks about either the need for a dentist or the frustration with a dentist or anything like that, then I want them at the very least to, to pipe up and say, you really should go see this dentist. This dentist office is great, okay? They always find a way to accommodate whatever it is I need to do and they always need to, they always figure out a way to say yes. They never come up with a way like, there's no like dogma. There's no... There's no dogmatic approach to how they do things. Now, we can't let people go and... I mean, there have to be some ethical standards that we adhere to. Does that make sense? You have to have a hard line on some things. Um, how late can they be, right? How late before... You know, we're just going to have to reschedule. This isn't fair to other people. You know, but, but, how, but when something like that comes up, if there's somebody's late to a hygiene appointment... How can we try to accommodate them being late? Okay, it's easy to say, wow, you're 15 minutes late to your 60 minute appointment, so you're out of here, you know? I understand that. And that's not completely wrong. And sometimes that has to be the right answer. But is there any way that an assistant can take some x rays for the next one? Or is there any way that a hygienist can move their lunch around? Is there any way that something like that could be okay? Does that make sense? What about, I don't know, something like x-rays? Okay, you have some sort of a policy on how often we take what x-rays, and I get that. I'm not asking you to get rid of that, but one of the things that recently happened in my office, I'm not proud of it, but we had somebody who came in. This is the story. He came in. This is the second time we've seen him. The first time was about five years ago. At that time, he said that um, he had not been in in 10 years. So, in other words, this is his second visit in 15 years. And 10 years, or I'm sorry, five years ago, he did allow us to take a full set of x-rays. It had been 10 years since he's been in the dental office, and they were fantastic. It's one of those rare occasions where he needed a prophy, and that was it. He never had a filling, nothing. Fast forward to last week and he comes in and he says, I don't want to do any x-rays. I'm not going to have any cavities. And I told him, I said, that's not really the point. Um, you're probably right. Um, and so that you're probably right. You're probably, we're not probably not going to find anything. You are kind of that unicorn that doesn't really need a lot, but I've got to have something. And I said, instead of that full set of x-rays, why don't we just take some, we call them in our office, checkup x-rays, four bite wings and two PAs. And uh, he said no. And so he left. And um, I, don't, I said I'm not proud of it. I mean, I said, you know, at some point there are hard lines which I cannot cross. You, I, I'm willing to give a little on you if you're willing to give a little. But he was not willing to give any. And um, I wasn't happy about it. And on top of the whole thing, this guy's a radiologist. Can you believe that? This guy's a radiologist. And he knows all this x-ray stuff better than you and I know it right and we got a one star review you can probably find it go look on google you can probably find it it happened sometime in february of 24 so go back and look um he wasn't um brave enough to put his own name on there but that's what it was so you can look at and see if you can find it um anyway so i guess my point is i don't want you to compromise your ethics yes you do have to have some standards you ha- that you cannot cross or will not cross um Another one that comes up, and this gets into a much larger discussion, which I'm not going to do, but fillings versus crowns. Hey, you need a crown. And this says, can I just do a filling? Um, Be careful with that one. That's one in my office. That's a hard line that I don't cross. So if that's what I say it needs, that's what it needs. We're not doing anything else. Okay. I know that some other dentists can be pretty wishy-washy about that. And I don't think that's a good thing. I think you've got to come up with a Here's your standard, and you cannot cross it. But I think it's okay to be reasonable. Don't be so dogmatic. Don't be so dogmatic that you're you're gonna leave that person you know with a bad taste in the mouth. I have six operatories in my practice. Four of them all face one wall with windows out there. Everybody who leaves my office, no matter what they had done, all goes out the front door. And when they do that, they pass in front of these four operatories, and I can see them a little bit from the fifth, but not the sixth. And so when I watch them leave, they all walk down this hallway, and no matter which of those four, and sometimes the fifth, I can see them walk out, and I watch them walk out, and I constantly think to myself, what are they thinking when they leave? Are they happy with what they had done in our office? Did they have a good experience? They have no idea whether the dentistry is good or not. They have no idea whether my hygienist got off all that tartar. They have no clue. Um, But did they have a good experience? Were the people nice to them? Were they on time? Were the policies that we did implement, were they reasonable? That's what I really want them to go away thinking That was as good of an experience as I could have possibly had. I'll tell you about one thing. You also have to make sure that your team has the authority to go ahead and, I'm going to put in air quotes, break the rules for these patients. Okay? They don't need to come find you and say, little Mrs. Jones has been 13 months that she's been in and and we need to take a full mouth series and she doesn't want to do x-rays. It's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Now, does this do I want them to push back on that? Yes, I do. Do I want them to try their best to convince them to do x-rays? Yes, I do. But I also want to give them the authority that if this is not going well, we can do this. We can't do it four appointments in a row. I get that. But they get in my office. They get a little latitude with that. One of the things that I, that I that comes to mind with that, um, I was with my family. I've got three kids at the time. I think and they were maybe three, five, and seven, something like that. We're at Disney World. We're in Orlando. We're at Disney World, and um, I've been to Disney World and Disneyland a handful of times. This is the one thing that really stands out. So we're there. It's late morning. If you have kids, especially if they're that age, you know that you can't get any of them to agree on anything. So we were standing there in front of some ride and a sign that said it's gonna be 45 minutes till we get to the front of the line. Okay. Welcome to Disney World. Okay. So it's gonna be 45 minutes. And then I don't remember one of them wanted really, really, really want to go on this ride, and the other one was super, super hungry. And so what are we gonna do? So one of them, or maybe more than one, I don't remember had a meltdown in front of this ride. I want to go eat, and I want to go on the ride. It's The only, lines only get longer, whatever, however that, all that went. And then out of nowhere, out of nowhere, I don't even know where this woman came from, worked for Disney, and she said, uh, it looks like you've got one that wants to eat and two that want to get on the ride or whatever it was. And, you know, we're sitting there with snotty kids and... And I said, yeah, that's what we've got going on. She said, would it be helpful if we just went to the front of the line? And I said, yeah, that would be helpful. So we went right to the front of the line. And this woman who was some sort of a peon in the Disney world um, had the authority to see something wasn't going well, figured out a way to make everybody happy 10 minutes later we were eating lunch and we had already been on the ride Um, that's the sort of authority that you need to give your team to help your patients have a great experience does that make sense i think of that story quite a bit and i think you know i want my team they don't have to come to me for every last thing i don't want them to come to me for every last thing if they come in and one of them says hey I don't know. We did a fluoride on an adult, and now they owe money, and they were upset about it. I don't want to be the one who has to say we have to write off that twenty or thirty bucks. Just let, just make it go away. Now, are we going to put a note in there? Are we going to talk to that person next time? Absolutely. But, um, we're just going to make that go away. Does that make sense? I don't think that makes. I don't think that makes our office a like a pushover, for lack of better words. I just think that means. We're having a great, they're going to have a great experience. For 30 bucks, which is what adult fluoride goes for in my office right now in 2024, I'd rather just make it go away. I don't know what we pay for those fluoride things, but just make it go away. The patient is happy about it. Um, is there going to be note in there before we do it again? Absolutely. But something went wrong. They didn't know about it. We did it. They're upset about it. Make it go away. It's not that hard. Okay? That's part of the patient experience. A lot of times when we come to patient experience, you're talking about two different types, right? You're talking about you know the systems that we set up within our office that, that we want people to fall into, and that's the system that's going to create a given experience. And then we also have exceptions to that rule. Okay? Or all of those rules, whatever that happens to be. So, that was just kind of weighing high. Um, on my mind ever since this guy with the x-rays really just pissed me off to be completely honest with you um so i wanted to talk about this i really think that solve for happy what's the problem in front of us the solution that we're going for is a happy patient i think that you can get there almost all the time almost all the time you can figure out how to make that patient happy keep their experience a good one keep your name in the community a, pos- a positive, uh, positive name in the community don't undermine whatever marketing you're doing by having somebody who's mad and throws it all out on whatever your you know whatever the review site is so that's what i want to put out there um, if you have any questions about it feel free to contact me I would um I'd love to talk to you if you think you need help with something like this in your office. Um you know where to find me. You can find the link to my um uh, calendar in the um, description of this podcast. Uh you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, um wherever else um practicefreedomacademy.com and we will talk soon. I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks a lot.